Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Jesus Stories, the podcast which tells the life and teachings of Jesus without preaching in an informal, informative, and interesting manner. Jesus has arrived in Jerusalem to the great joy and praise of the people around him, and after a night's rest, he returns to clean out the temple again. You remember he did this earlier in his ministry as well. And in these days before his final confrontation with the religious leaders, he'll teach and teach pointedly to the people, the religious leaders, and you and me. We'll get started in just a moment. First, I need to remind you that these Jesus stories come your way because of your support And I do appreciate it, by the way. As I've said before, I'm asking that if you need to choose between supporting us and supporting the humanitarian crisis in Ukraine and Eastern Europe, please help that effort. Again, I've put some links to some resources in the show notes. If you could support both of us, great. Just visit the website. It's jesusstories.info. Click on the Support This Podcast tab in the menu. That's jesusstories.info. Now, I've got an additional resource for supporting the people of Ukraine, and I'm proud to join this effort. It's really easy for you to help out as well. Podchaser is a great platform for finding great podcasts for your listening pleasure. We're pleased to be on this platform. Right now, for every review that is left on Podcaster of this or any other podcast, Podchaser will donate 25 cents to the World Central Kitchen Chefs for Ukraine effort. This is the World Central Kitchen. What is that? It's an organization which responds to humanitarian climate and community crises to provide food. Their idea, when people are hungry... Send in the cooks. Not tomorrow, today. They currently provide round-the-clock meals at eight different border crossings coming out of Ukraine. Plus, they're supporting restaurants providing meals inside Ukraine in Odessa, Lviv, and Kiev. Plus, they're working in the adjoining countries of Romania, Moldova, and Hungary. So won't you leave a review at Podchaser about this podcast? You'll find the links in my show notes for this podcast and the World Central Kitchen as well. And by the way, when you leave a review, I match the 25-cent donation with 25 cents of my own through Podchaser. So your review will be worth a 50-cent donation to this worthy effort. Come on, help us feed some hungry people. It's the work of Jesus. You'll find the link in the show notes for Podchaser as well as for the World Central Kitchen.
Now, as we said, Jesus has now made his entrance into Jerusalem. He went to the temple, looked everything over, and then headed to Bethany, where he spent the night. He was probably at the home of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, but we really can't be sure. The next morning, as he's leaving Bethany, he's hungry. He wants breakfast. He saw a fig tree off in the distance and went out to find if there was any fruit on it. It wasn't really the season for figs yet, but, you know, you never know. He found nothing but leaves, which is the precursor for figs to show up. So he says to the tree, yes, he spoke to the tree. He says, may no one ever eat your fruit again. And the disciples heard him say this. They arrive in Jerusalem and enter the temple area. Jesus drives out the people who are buying and selling animals for sacrifices. He knocks over the money changers' table, anyone who has been using the temple to sell things. He says, the scriptures declare, my temple will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. Now, we noted before that the trading area for the temple was so that people could purchase animals for the sacrifice that is required for Passover. It was a matter of convenience. However, it had become a place for the public to be taken advantage of. Jesus sees this usury and is irate because of this use of his father's house, and so he takes action. The chief priests and teachers of the law heard this, began looking for a way to kill Jesus. But because the crowds were hanging on every word he spoke, they really couldn't find a way to carry out a plan. The blind and the lame came to Jesus for healing. Children are praising Jesus. Praise God for the Son of David. The religious leaders are indignant. and They ask Jesus, do you hear this? Jesus replies, have you ever read the scriptures? For they say, you've taught children and infants to give you praise. There were some Greeks who had come to worship at the Passover. They came to Philip and said that they wanted to meet Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew, and Andrew and Philip together went and told Jesus. Jesus uses this moment as a teaching opportunity. He reminds his disciples of a basic agricultural principle. A seed has to die to produce any fruit, but that death produces new lives. Then he adds, those who love their life in this world will lose it. Those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. Anyone who wants to serve me must follow me, because my servants must be where I am, and the Father will honor anyone who serves me. At this point, Jesus is perhaps feeling the weight of the responsibility which is upon his shoulders. He asks, I think rhetorically, if he should pray to be saved from this time. But no, this is the reason he's come. Then he closes with the prayer, Father, bring glory to your name. Then there was a voice from heaven saying, I have already brought glory to my name, and I will do so again. Some in the crowd in the temple heard his voice. Others thought it was thunder. Jesus tells them that this voice was for their benefit. The time for judging this world has come, when Satan, the ruler of this world, will be cast out. And when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. 
This was an indicator of how Jesus would die, being lifted up as a euphemism for being put to death via crucifixion. The crowd has a response, a question about this statement. We understood from Scripture that the Messiah would live forever. How can you say the Son of Man will die? Just who is this Son of Man anyway? So they're concerned that someone who is saying he is the Messiah will actually be put to death. They are thinking their scriptures said that the Messiah will never die. How does Jesus respond? He says, my light will shine for you just a little longer. Walk in the light while you can, so the darkness will not overtake you. Those who walk in the darkness cannot see where they are going. Put your trust in the light while there is still time, then you will become children of the light. Jesus is saying that he's not going to be with them much longer, so they need to take advantage of the fact that he is with them. Trust him. Then you will become children of the light. Jesus and his disciples then leave the city. The next morning, and this is probably around Tuesday, the disciples see the fig tree, the one Jesus had spoken to the prior morning. Peter points the tree out to Jesus. Look, Rabbi, the fig tree you cursed has withered and died. Jesus' response is best summed up with, that's nothing. If you have faith, you can tell this mountain to be thrown into the sea and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. But before you pray, you must forgive anyone you might be holding a grudge against. Then your father can forgive your sins, too. They arrive back in Jerusalem and go into the temple. The leading priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders come up to Jesus and demand, By what authority are you doing these things? Who gave you the right to do them? And Jesus, being the master teacher, replies with a question, a question which these religious leaders must answer before he will answer their question. His question? Did John's authority to baptize come from heaven, or was it merely human? Answer me. He's asking about John the Baptist. We talked about him back in episode four. Leaders discuss this among themselves. If we say it was from heaven, he'll ask why we didn't believe John. But do we dare say it was merely human? They were afraid of the people. They considered John to be a prophet. So the leaders decide that they don't know. And Jesus decides that he cannot answer their question. But he will tell them a story, a parable. A man with two sons tells the oldest to go and work in a vineyard today. The boy says that he won't go, but later he changes his mind and goes to work. The younger son was given the same assignment. The boy says he will go, but he doesn't. Which of the two obeyed the father? The first one they respond. Then Jesus explained his meaning. I tell you the truth, corrupt tax collectors and prostitutes will get into the kingdom of God before you do. For John the Baptist came and showed you the right way to live, but you didn't believe him, while tax collectors and prostitutes did. And even when you saw this happening, you refused to believe him and repent of your sins. Then he follows up with another story. A man plants a vineyard. He dresses it up nicely with a fence, a wine press, even erects a watchtower. Then he turns it over to his farmhands, and he goes on a trip. The time of harvest comes, 
So he sends a servant to collect the profits from the vineyard. But the farmhands grab the servant, beat him up, send him away empty-handed. Another servant was sent. He was abused and sent away. A third servant was sent, and he was killed. This went on and on. Many servants were sent. Some were beat up, some killed. Finally, the man says, I'll send my only son. Surely they will respect my son. But the farmhands saw an opportunity. They said, this is the heir. If we kill him, we can have all this for ourselves. So he was killed and thrown out of the vineyard. What do you suppose the owner of the vineyard will do? Jesus asked. I'll tell you, he will come and kill those farmers and lease the vineyard to others. Then he quotes scriptures. He quotes from the Psalms with this preface. Haven't you read this? The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful to see. Then Jesus gets to his point. Remember, he's talking to the religious leaders of the day. I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a nation that will produce the proper fruit. Anyone who stumbles over that stone will be broken to pieces, and it will crush anyone it falls on. The leaders listened to this parable and realized that Jesus is talking about them. They wanted to arrest him, but were afraid of the crowds who considered Jesus a prophet. But this doesn't stop Jesus. He continues with another parable about the kingdom of heaven. He says this can be illustrated by the story of a king who prepares a wedding feast for his son. The banquet is ready and the servants are sent out to let those who were invited come. But no one would come. Other servants were sent out. The food is ready. Come and eat. But the invitees ignored the request and went about their businesses. Some even killed the servants sent to tell the news. This made the king really mad. So he sent his army out to destroy the murderers and burn down the town. And he told his servants, The wedding feast is ready and the guests I invited aren't worthy of the honor. So go out into the streets and invite everyone you see. The servants did this, and the banquet hall was filled up. The king comes in to meet the guests, and he finds one not wearing the proper clothing for such an occasion. The king asks the man about his attire, but the man has no reply. The king says to his aides, Bind his hands and feet and throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Many are called, few are chosen. Then the Pharisees get an idea for a way to trap Jesus. They send some of their own disciples, along with those who are followers of Herod, he's the Roman ruler, to challenge Jesus. These men are dishonest spies sent to get Jesus to say something that could be reported back to the Roman authorities so that Jesus would be arrested. Teacher, they say, we know that you speak and teach what is right and are not influenced by what others teach. You teach the way of God truthfully. Now tell us, is it right for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Jesus wasn't fooled by their flattery or the ruse. He told them to show him a Roman coin. Whose picture and title are stamped on this? Caesar's, they respond. Well then, 
Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and give to God what belongs to God. The spies not only fail to trap Jesus, but are amazed by his answer. They couldn't respond to him. So we're going to end our story there. The religious leaders are not done with their challenges for Jesus, and we'll have more about that in just a moment. I'll tell you what's coming up. These Jesus stories are supported by you, the listeners to this podcast. If you've benefited from these Jesus stories, I invite you to pray about and consider supporting this podcast, either with a one-time donation or an ongoing donation. Just visit our website, jesusstories.info. Click on the Support This Podcast tab in the menu. You'll find out how to support us either once or monthly, but as I said at the outset of the episode, I would ask that you consider how to financially support Ukraine and its people first. So are you familiar with Patreon? We're on Patreon. It's a great place to check out the podcast, and the first Jesus Stories extras have already been posted there for those who support us in an ongoing manner at patreon.com slash Jesus Stories. That's patreon.com slash Jesus Stories. All of these Jesus Stories are available on your favorite podcast player, However, people find out about us because you write reviews and you rate us. So would you tell others about us? By the way, I've got a special way for you to share this podcast in real life. Check out the webpage, jesusstories.info, and click on the Share This Podcast tab in the menu. And right now, the Podcast Player Podcaster is offering a way for you and me to assist them helping the people of Ukraine. One of the urgent needs there is food, and Podcaster is supporting the World Central Kitchen in a unique way. You go to podcaster.com, write a review for this or any other podcast you may want to review. Then the Podcaster folks will donate 25 cents to the World Central Kitchen with all the funds going to feed the people of Ukraine. For each review you write for this podcast, I will match their 25 cents with my own 25 cents. So come on, make me open my wallet. Help feed some hungry people. This is the work of Jesus. Links are in my show notes and on the website. It's all at jesusstories.info. That's jesusstories.info. So what happens next time? The next Jesus stories? The Sadducees are going to challenge Jesus on the resurrection which they don't believe in, by the way. And my teacher will ask Jesus about the greatest command. And Jesus issues challenges after challenges to the Pharisees. Join us then, won't you? We'll see you in two weeks for the next Jesus Stories episode. Sweet is the day